0: As the fall season approaches, many pet parents will want to hit the hiking trails with their dogs. But before you take your dog out on the hiking trail, it's very important to make sure that they are ready for the adventure. On today's episode, guest Donna Chandler will share tips to make your hike as enjoyable as it can possibly be. So lace up those hiking boots and let's get started with the Family Pet Podcast. Welcome into this week's episode of the Family Pet Podcast, a podcast for curious pet parents where we believe the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. I'm your host as always, Michael Shirley, joined by my brother and co-host, Stephen Shirley. Stephen, how's it going today? Hello, hello.
1: We always ask that as if we don't see each other all day, every day. Well, at I, didn't work, see, I didn't see you very well, much today, but how are day. you doing? Doing well. Well, at the time of this recording,
0: it is... Uh, I don't even know, late or mid September. Is, is it mid September?
1: We've had our first cool snaps and my mind turns to outdoor recreation. That's right. I, I actually wore a long sleeve shirt this morning when I took Maverick for a walk. What? Was... Long sleeve? I was I was in shorts, but oh. a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> and like
0: barefoot. It was sixty degrees. <laughs> well, one of my favorite things to do is to go hiking. I don't know about you. Do you have a favorite hike in the middle Tennessee area?
1: Oh Stone Door is just the best. You think so? Yes. it's paved, like for part of it. it for one kinda... mile to get to the stone door, but the rest <laughs> is not paved. No, that,
0: well, that's very true. It's South Cumberland State Park. In Tennessee, we are blessed to have one of the best state park systems in all of the country. So for those listeners that are outside of Tennessee, make sure you put it on your bucket list. If you like to go do hiking and outdoor pursuits, come to Tennessee, check out our state parks. But with that in mind, and and Fall is in the air and people are be moving outside. Uh, our guest today has written; she's a she's a published author, so she's smarter than us already. Stephen doesn't even argue with that. She works with service dogs, but she's a canine behavior specialist. And today on the show, we have Miss Donna Chandler. Donna, thanks for joining us on the podcast.
2: Well, thanks for having me.
0: We're really excited. I, I saw your uh, article that I, I don't even know where I saw it. I came across it on the internet, and it was about tips for hiking with your dog. And I thought, we need to have Donna on the podcast. And I reached out to you, and you were gracious enough to talk to us a little bit today about getting outside with our dogs and hiking and some tips that you have for doing that. So I'll just turn it over to you. What, what are some things that you would like to share with our curious pet parents out there about going on hikes with your dog.
2: Well, you know, Michael, if you love nature and getting some exercise with your dog, you will most likely hold on to incredible memories because God's landscape, as you were just describing in Tennessee, truly does take most humans breath away and taking your dog only enhances the journey. But being prepared to hike with your dog is a, is a big deal because not only for the dog's um, well-being and caring, but also for humans. So there are lots of wonderful things out there, who, and even in the sporting goods stores for people that want to hike with their dogs. And it really doesn't matter how big your dog is. A lot of people go, well, I've got a toy poodle. Well, you can go hiking with They've got backpacks, all kinds of things that you can put them in. Let them walk part of the way on the the terrain that you think is would be comfortable for them but as you said you just said to your brother now didn't you um, um go to you you like one of the parks that have paved pathways well some of them do and obviously some of them don't so it, I guess it just depends on where you live
0: that's right well like I said in, in Tennessee we're really lucky to have a great park system and even our even the town in which we are located has a greenway system and some even some off uh off off trail off trail i guess off hiking paved. trails yeah if 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 someone i know you work with dogs with behavior issues as well as service dogs and so you have a you kind of go from one extreme to the other when when you're talking with people and their dogs but if someone were to come to you and say i want to take my dog on a hiking trip and i've never done that before Where would you say they need to start? Like as far as – when you said get prepared, how do they get prepared?
2: Well, they need to start slow, and they need to pick easy trails, okay? Um, And you can find them in most states, even in Colorado. They have easy trails. And uh, maybe you don't do the whole landscape, but you will be able to um, um, get around and and see – all the things that they have to offer. It's amazing when you look up and you Google park, state and national parks. they will tell you, uh, one, if they allow dogs. Now, there are some national parks that don't. I will tell you that. Mm. But I will say that um, most parks allow you to bring your dog. But when you start out slow, first of all, you want to get in a little sh- good shape. You want to make sure that your dog is not overweight. And um, so you may have to both get in shape at the same time. And a rule of thumb when you're choosing a hiking trail is five five miles to you and your dog should mean that you're able to walk 10 miles. So if you go out five miles, you got to come five miles back. And a lot of people forget about that. They just go and go and go until – the dog is exhausted and now you gotta turn around and walk back out. And that carrying that,
0: your dog <laughs> that coming back part always always is important. It sounds of very similar to going hiking with your children. Like
2: it, no, there's not a lot of difference, <laughs> yeah. but you gotta got be kind and you wanna make sure that um, you're hydrated and you've had plenty of water to drink that day and even for your dog. They do make dog backpacks where you can um, um, that that carries their water, but just remember, it's going to add weight to them. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that hike with their dog on a regular basis, their dog and they have backpacks. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to check the weather. Okay? Heat exhaustion happens too often on hikes, And if your dog is brachiocephalic, which means it has a smashed in nose, then you really want to be careful because they don't have the same breathing uh, that. Dogs with a longer snout have, and you can tell when the dog is getting into trouble because his tongue will abnormally hang down out of his mouth, and it's meaning he's it means he's getting dehydrated. Right. First thing, you, you, so it's it's nice to know that, and um, you need to wear some hiking clothes, and you need to take an extra pair of socks because once you start feeling like you're getting a blister, you know you've been sweating in your socks.
0: What about Yeah. What about for our pits? Do they, do they need any hiking apparel or can they just, you know, just take them home?
2: Well, they do. Um, definitely they can carry their own water and, um, they have plastic collapsible watering dishes today that you can just put in, um, a backpack that don't, they weigh almost next to nothing. And, um, and if it's 75 degrees outside you've got to remember blacktop is 125 degrees so you don't want to burn their pads you want to then get on a trail with just got some grass it may it may not be as stable as walking on some of the blacktop trails but you've just got to remember if it's 75 degrees it's 125 degrees on that blacktop but um so there's things for both of you, so you both have a successful um, uh, hike. And not many national parks allow dogs on trails, like I just said. But the ones that do, the dogs always have to be on leash. And when you show up as to go into the park, you have to have a current vaccine um, of your dog, you all of the dog's vaccines, to get in.
0: So your dog's That's- your dog's shot record. Um, Can it be, in your experience, can they, like we use an app called Pet Desk, so all of our clients have their animals' records on their phone through the app. Do those work for the state parks or do they actually have to have a printed uh, certificates with them? Do you know, do you have any experience with that?
2: Well, I have. It it just varies. Some of them do, some of them want to keep them Mm -hmm. because they know that that dog is still in the park. Oh, gotcha you check out when you start to leave and they wave goodbye to you they give you a thing to turn back into them so they know that you're safe and out
0: gotcha so and what I'm hearing you say is also, what what I'm hearing you say there is that it's really important to call ahead of time and make sure that, that first off your dogs are allowed in the park um, or the area that you're going and then any requirements that those uh, facilities have for your dogs and be and be prepared
2: correct and, and all the parks are different. I mean, if you went to Yellowstone, that's one thing. If you went to, you know, uh, in Texas where there's a lot of the dunes and things like that, that's another thing. So, just knowing what what their rules are, and, and they tell you because they want you to come. I mean, that's a part of nature, and your dog is a big part of your life, and most people don't want to leave them at home, and they like being around them. Um, but, you um, harnesses for dogs, much better than a collar uh, where you attach your lead line. And your lead line ought to be long. Maybe they sell them at a lot of the farm stores, which make them inexpensive, and they can be 15, 20 feet, and the dog can range from you. But you also have to know the wildlife when you're doing that. If you're going into Yellowstone, you've got to remember there are bears and wolves and coyotes and things like that. And you don't want to encounter one on a trail. Um, and so the, the, the people that work in the park know where to tell you to go. The rangers know and to keep you safe. So Donna, um, don't, go ahead.
1: Sorry. I had a question about that lead line. I've, I've wanted to take my, my dog, uh, Maverick's a uh, German shepherd mix, and he loves to, to go out and giving him a 20 foot lead line attached to his harness i just kind of worry if we're walking through somewhere with trees does he get is he likely to get wrapped around the tree and now i've got to uh, disrupt my hike or or thoughts on or advice on that
2: well a lot of the trails are really the the the, the foliage and things like that when they make the trails they kind of make them wide enough Number one, you don't want ticks dropping in your hair, okay, and on your dog. So always check your dog and your hair when you get back out of the park um, because, you know, ticks are everywhere, and um, they can smell you coming. Um, and my, I have found them on my dogs many, many times. I take my dog a lot of places with me. And um, so, yeah, you, you can the, – the lead line – Just know, you can tell by listening. And by the way, one of the things that I do when I go on a trail ride or a walk with my dog and I sometimes take him, I ride horses. So I ride my horse and my dog goes with me, but she still has to be on a line. Um, And I let her go out in front of me. I kind of sing on the way and it alerts other animals that you're in the area. And it, it really works. I, I've encountered a lot of different wildlife. I've seen wildlife. I've been on a bear and a wolf expedition in Yellowstone. My dog was with me and, um, I mean, she's highly trained. So it was pretty easy for me to do this. But what I can say to you is being vocal when you're on your trail is a, is a great thing. And you no, know, I, happy songs. My, when I'm singing, I can't believe my dog doesn't hold his ear. <laughs>
0: That's right. I definitely don't want to go hiking with Stephen if he's going to be singing. So he's not a very good singer. No.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you, you <laughs> with
2: different, well, the trails have signs on them, so they will tell you um, what's ahead of you, whether you want to go that way or whether you want to turn and go another way. Many of the trails have different ways of going on them, and you want to choose a comfortable harness. Um, gentle leader, um, easy walk harnesses. They're made by PetSafe. Is one of my favorites because the leash attaches at their chest, and the dog will never ever pull you. It doesn't. It works off the principle of guiding a team of horses. And if you look up, look up, or look at a horse that's hooked up to a wagon, they they will have like a little martingale right in the middle of where all of the leather straps and everything attach. Well, when a horse pull, gets pulled back to stop, the, the, that little martingale tightens, and the horse goes, oh, I'll never pull you again. Almost all mammals on Earth have thousands of nerve endings in their chest. And it doesn't hurt them, and they just go, oh, I don't like that feeling. I'll never pull on you again. It, it is also what we use under service dogs' vests. There will be, they. it's instant, and there's no conditioning the dog to them, and they're not that expensive, and they're very humane. And then you just leave their collars on for identification.
0: Okay. So okay. Is, you, you mentioned a few things that we could put on our dogs and try them out. Like, I, I know the answer to this already, but do our listeners need to acclimate their dogs to any of these changes before they go out on the trail?
2: Absolutely. Okay. Don't just. To your there won't be any um, like the gentle leader easy walk harness. There won't be any. Um, it, it, it's immediate, right? Okay? But like,
0: but like a vest or a, a water um, carrying their own water or their own food or something like that, or, or putting the little booties on their feet. We need to you do those. Yeah, we need to do those things ahead of time. So how how do you recommend our curious pet parents introduce these um, things in a way that the dogs? will accept them more readily and be ready to go on a trail hike?
2: Well, do something around your neighborhood or in a, a local park or something like that. Get them used to wearing them. Get them used to um, wearing um, the water packs and things like that. Um, there are so many companies that make things for hiking all over the country. Pack a Paw Rescue Harness. Um, it's by Mountain Dog Wear. You can look that up. They're just it rough and wear rough wear flag line harnesses they're all over you you would be amazed at all of the different sporting goods and if you just google it on your um computer you'll start to find and then ask if they got a return policy in case your dog just cannot adjust to it and ask them what they have to replace it because there will be something else that's Mm -hmm. out there and um Teaching your dog a recall is really imperative, teaching him to come immediately when he's called. It's one of the things I teach every one of my service dogs. I teach a right here command, and I do teach "come." but when they learn i patting your leg walking your dog and saying right here right here right here and it gets them and as they stay on your side and and pay attention to you you reward them you reward them and before you know it when you go right here it means come immediately don't even think about not getting over here
0: would you say and
2: it's so you, easy to teach them
0: and and you would say that you need to have a strong recall before you go on your first big hike
2: mhm yeah, okay. and don't ever leave uh, – if you're in those areas, don't ever leave without your bear spray. Okay. <laughs> well,
0: okay. We, do, we even have yeah. some some areas in Tennessee now that black we have – Black bears. Yeah, black bears. But they're not, yeah, quite as black as bears. A, not quite as scary as grizzly bears unless they have cubs. Then they are pretty scary. Well,
2: you know what? Well, grizzlies are very, very protective of their cubs. But mm-hmm. I will tell you, the black bear is far more dangerous than um, the grizzly bear.
0: I think in our area they, that's true because they have less fear of humans because we're so close to them – in, like in East Tennessee, we hear stories of the bears in Gatlinburg um, just have been desensitized to humans almost. And so they, people more, f- people hand feeding yeah, them. Yeah, there's more interactions there. So,
2: Still, well, it's dangerous. It, wild animals should remain wild, in my opinion. Right. I love seeing them, I love looking at them. But after going on a bear expedition in um, Yellowstone, I, I really learned a lot. I was there for a full month and um, with a biologist. And um, I traded out all of the staff at Yellowstone for some dog training, and they took me on this expedition, which really taught me a lot. And I really went because how much of the gray wolf is still in the domestic dog is huge. It's huge. <laughs> it's, all dogs come from the gray wolf. It's, and believe it or not, it makes a difference if you can understand there are certain things you do, never do with your dog. But let's stay on the, <laughs> the hiking <day laughs> That's because right. I still got some more. You I've got don't a question. To sleep without your bear spray because you can use it on other animals oh. and it won't hurt them, but they won't come near you.
1: Sounds like a plan. I've got a question as far as maybe I go hiking. I like to go backpacking and maybe even tent camping. Is there an idea on how to acclimate Maverick who's never slept outside of a out of our tent, although we wouldn't actually do a tent, we would sleep in Enos. <laughs> um, <laughs> get Maverick his own Eno, not his own Eno, but we, we would be the humans would have the Enos. But acclimating Maverick so that maybe he would actually lay down and sleep in the middle of the night with in the wild.
2: Oh, absolutely, and um, just g- get a um, a fleece that you like a uh, long enough for your dog to lay on. A fleece-like blanket, they have them, and they have a little pad under them, but you can also fold them up, and they fit in your uh, backpack, and then you can put it by wherever you're sleeping, and your dog would be fine as long as he's next to you, can smell you, and hear you, and breathing. You will be
0: amazed. You've given us a lot to think about and prepare. We might might try this.
1: I'm inspired. We're going to try this. You've got some... um, You've got some training to do. I'll see. I, I'm going to take pictures of how well this works. <laughs> i
2: see well, a TikTok
1: video in our future.
0: There's some,
2: real, there's some real important things that, that everybody that goes, I can assure you that you will need to have a copy of your dog's vaccination. Always expect the unexpected. So you want to take Band-Aid. You want to take something that you had to put a tourniquet on. Um The ranger service, when you check in, make sure you have their cell numbers so you can Mm -hmm. call them if something goes wrong. Take a first aid kit uh, and take a dog first aid kit. There are certain things dogs can have that you can't. And one of the things you need to do is know how to do CPR, not only on humans, but on your dog. You can do CPR on your dog. And there's lots and lots of information on the internet about that. And one sign of your dog getting overheated is his tongue. And his hanging lower than normal, his head going way down. They will, they will help you. And it's not rocket science. It's just good information and follow trail etiquette. If it says don't go this way, don't go that way. There's a reason they don't want to going that way. And it probably has something to do with your safety. And if you're coming up on people with your dog and your dog starts barking, you know, make sure your dog has some form of training. Um, The Good Dog Wonder class that Ignite carries, and um, many, many veterinarians uh, all over America recommend my video. It is my video, and it's in Australia, Kenya, Africa, and Britain. It's an hour and 45 minutes, and it's not a dog show video on how to train your dog. It's how to have the greatest dog you've ever owned. And it's also what service dogs have to know to go forward. So taking your dog on a hike, if you've followed what's in that video will be the easiest thing you've ever done. And it allows you to go out to dinner with them and go to other places. Uh, The country in the center of our country is getting much more dog friendly Mm -hmm. on the East and the West coast. There are dogs that go everywhere. They're, they're in stores and all kinds of stuff. Um, We're just getting better in the Midwest.
0: Well, I appreciate you joining our podcast today and helping teach our curious pet parents uh, how to prepare their dog to go on some adventures with them and increase that human-animal bond. Um, yeah, we—I don't think I prepared you for this part of our podcast. And Steven's Stephen's, what? Stephen's uh, excited that I forgot to do this, but or maybe I told you. We have a, a fun fact, so I'm going to prep your brain here to tell you if you have a fun fact that you could share with our audience. A fun fact, it doesn't have to be related to hiking with your pets, but it could be. Uh, but anything that would basically a, a random fact that would help them win trivia night at their local favorite uh, bar or maybe just impress their friends and family at a dinner. Do you have any kind of a fun fact that you could share with our listeners today?
2: Sure. What uh, size or breed of dogs? Makes the best service dogs, well, especially PTSD dogs and diabetic alert dogs and seizure alert dogs. I think about what? like
0: a like a golden retriever type size. Is that
2: well? They do they do qualify. They do become that. But what is one of the best? And it would be a toy breed. I don't know. Yeah, well, it is. The toy breeds make oh, just the, oh, just the, any of the toy breeds.
0: Okay, yeah.
2: Gracie can do something. That
0: makes sense because they can go more places easier, more easily.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they can. And um, my dog is a burnadoodle and she weighs about 80 pounds and she flies on airplanes when I speak at at colleges and veterinary um, clinics. And I will tell you that um, they get very, very used to being with you and how Mm -hmm. to behave in public. And when you put her vest on,
0: she knows she's going to work.
2: Yes, yep. and she's not going to acknowledge anyone else.
0: Well, Donna, thank you again for joining the Pe- Family Pet Podcast. Uh, do you? How can our l- listeners find you on online? I know you have lots uh-huh. of great resources, and we'll link some of those in the show notes, but how can our listeners find you? It's
2: gooddogallbehaviors.com.
0: All right. I like it. Super easy. Good Dog All and Behaviors. You
2: can find the video okay. as well.
0: Well, we'll put that in there. And maybe would you uh, be willing to come back and join us again for another episode of the Family Pet Podcast? And maybe we can talk about some of the other topics that we touched on very briefly.
2: Oh, absolutely. Would love to.
0: All right. Well, thank thank
2: you. Oh, go ahead. I said thank you for having me. Oh,
0: you're very welcome. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Family Pet Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. And until next time, stay curious. The Family Pet is a podcast for curious pet parents, where we believe that the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. The Family Pet is a production of Family Pet Health PLLC and recorded in the studios of Spread the Positive Productions in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The statements made as a part of this show should not be taken as an establishment of any form of a veterinary client-patient relationship. All comments are for entertainment and educational purposes only you should reach out to your local veterinary partner before taking any action on the things that you've heard here today. We hope that you will share this podcast with a friend, and it would mean so much to us if you would take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Show notes, links, and videos to accompany today's show can be found at thefamilypetpodcast.com.